0: Today on Kaboom. Elio, I feel like I can't breathe. How, how are oxygen levels?
1: Hey, uh, Connor, there's something else weird over here.
0: Do you think this could mean someone on board is a. imposter?
2: Can someone please Whoa. explain what they are raving about? Thinks he's determined there's a robot imposter among us that's siphoning away
0: our air supply.
3: Hey everybody, welcome to Kaboom! A show full of original audio adventures for the whole family to enjoy together. Sci-fi, fantasy, gadgety spy adventures, westerns, even the occasional musical if you're feeling up to it. And in every episode, an adventure that will spark a great conversation. I'm Sam Payne, I'm here with Brian Tanner. Hey Sam, great to be here. Today, we've got an original sci-fi adventure about
4: travelers on a spaceship who suspect that one of their fellow passengers may not be who they say they are. And as you're listening to this, you might think, who are the people that you trust, and how do you know that you can trust them?
3: You know, we should say that if you're a regular listener, you'll know that we have an incredible team of audio engineers, and sound designers who make our show sound amazing. In fact, they're all student employees who work here at BYU Radio, many of whom plan to work as audio professionals after they graduate from college. And normally they work behind the scenes, but in today's episode, they're stepping into the spotlight. This episode was completely written, produced, and even acted by our talented audio team. Team.
4: Well, I can't wait to hear it then. <laughs> I think we better listen to the original audio adventure, Sus.
2: Star Cruise Essex. This is Elio, your virtual captain speaking. Please only spacewalk in this sector at your own risk. There have been reports of rogue debris from the recent automaton insurrection. Not all AIs are cool, (laughs) like me. Thank you for traveling with Spaceflight International on your way back to the Blue Marble.
1: Are you okay, Connor?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, I gotta just stand up. We'll be right back. Uh, Elio, I feel like I can't breathe.
2: Uh, How how are oxygen levels? Hello, passenger. Levels are normal. More than enough for the remaining three days of our voyage.
0: Could we get there any faster?
2: If you ask politely.
1: Really? Uh, no. <laughs> hey, Connor. How are you? Hey, Valerie. Good. Hey, everybody's going to the pool after this. Are you just gonna mope out here by yourself?
0: Uh, m- probably. Uh. Space travel just makes me nervous.
1: You are always nervous. Come on, this is a pimped-out cruiser. We got a soda bar, a pool, with a hot tub, and there's only eight passengers. We practically have the ship to ourselves.
2: You forgot to mention the -the state-of-the-art piloting and flight service AI.
1: (laughs) Glad to hear they programmed you with some humility.
2: (laughs) That's me. I mean, I guess there are some benefits to traveling
0: on the university's budget.
1: Come on. Let's grab a soda and head to the pool. Uh,
0: Fine. Yeah, fine. Um, Yeah, I'll come watch. Hey, Elio, we
2: won't run out of oxygen if I hyperventilate, will we? Oxygen storage is at...
1: 178.9 kilograms.
2: More than enough to sustain the seven passengers for the remainder of the voyage. Okay, we can go. Wait, how many passengers did you say were on board? There are seven humans aboard the starship Essex.
1: Um, But I can see all the passengers on the monitors right here, including us. I count eight.
2: (laughs) Incorrect. There are seven. Elio, could I get a list of the names of the passengers on board? For the privacy and safety of our passengers, I cannot divulge any personal information.
1: What? Hey, uh, Connor, there's something else weird over here. What do you mean? Well, this is the oxygen display, right? I'm only minoring in astronautics, but I'm pretty sure it's dropping, and a little too quickly. 171.3 kilograms. It's probably a faulty display. This kind of ship has a lot of emergency fail-safes that have to be deactivated manually for levels to actually drop this quick.
0: Unless... oxygen is dropping, and the life signs of one passenger aren't registering with Elio, Valerie... With the recent robot insurrections, do you think this could mean someone on board is a imposter?
1: Honestly, Connor, I think we should just get a soda and not even worry about it. 166 kilograms? Uh, well, maybe it's worth a check.
0: Okay, so I've written down everyone's names and the reasons they're traveling to Earth. First, there are the other three students that are traveling with us for the study of fraud. There's Chad and Orion. Orion, right. yo, what are the odds to do a 360 belly flop, eh? Oh, one and one, bro, I'll do
1: it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that? Oh, Orion, <laughs> didn't want to get my hair wet.
0: There's Celeste.
1: Ooh, you're crushed.
0: Nope. Nope, 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 nope. I've never said that.
1: Ah, but I can see it in your eyes, the way you look at her. Moving on.
0: Then then there's Professor Kaiden, who, if I remember right, is going to present a research symposium on Martian philosophical (laughs) contributions, specifically in epistemology. (laughs) I said bury my drink.
1: Hmm, no one can be that unironically snooty, right?
0: You'd be surprised.
1: How about the guy sunbathing in shades?
0: Sloan, he's going to Earth because, uh, and I quote, The music scene on Mars has gone stacked in dude. Or something. The man talking to himself in the hot tub is Walter. Who knows what evils lurk in the depths of space. The robots will return with a vengeance. He hasn't said anything about why he's traveling. In fact, he hasn't said much coherent at all.
1: Uh, straight up? It kind of creeps me out.
0: Mm, same. Uh, of course, there's Barry, the, the ship's steward and hey, chef.
1: no running at the pool! Please, no running at the pool! He's basically a butler, and that alone makes him extremely suspicious. Fair.
0: And that's everyone. One of them isn't human.
1: <laughs> well, you're forgetting us.
0: Right, but we know that we're human.
1: Do we? I mean, if I didn't see you cry at the end of Toy Story 8, I'd be pretty certain you were an android.
0: Are you serious right now?
1: Oh, no, but... You're making a lot of assumptions. We don't even know if there is an imposter. We're operating with very limited information here.
0: That's fair. Well, I trust you at least, even if you don't trust me.
1: Oh, um, thanks. Me too?
0: Okay, so how do we determine who's a human when we don't really know what makes them different from a human in the first place?
1: Um, how about we split up then we can each go around and do humany things with each of them. Y-
0: yeah, not sure what humany things means, but uh, we we could watch their breathing or uh, uh, check the- check their pulse.
1: <laughs> just a casual pulse check, not weird at all. I, I don't know.
0: I'm spitballing here. Um, I-, I guess we'll just gather information. You know, see if anyone looks
1: suspect. Sure. Yeah, I can set up your first appointment. Celeste. Okay. And he's gone.
2: So, Val,
0: why are we in here?
1: Well, Chad, since we arrive at Earth soon, I just thought we should take advantage of free soda while we still can. Like, why isn't Connor here?
4: Wait, did did y'all break up? No. So you're still together then? We're
1: friends, okay, Orion? He's too... Anxious for me.
4: Ooh, he's in the friend zone, eh?
1: I just wanted to hang out with you guys, okay? H- how about a toast?
4: Uh, toast to what?
1: <laughs> a toast to our safe travels, um, a great study abroad, and our human anatomy that makes drinking things possible. Yeah.
0: All right, guys, you heard her. Uh, to our human anatomy, eh?
2: Cheers!
1: <laughs> well, I should get going. What?
0: That was, uh, that was pretty weird. Yo, Chad, did she really just call Connor anxious?
1: Uh, she didn't mean it. She likes him. He's just clueless to it.
0: How do you even know that, eh?
1: <laughs> you can see it in her eyes. Come on, bro. <laughs> Sloan! Sloan!
0: Can I talk to you for a second? If you need to talk, my dude... Sit and stay a while. I I really don't have that much time. Take a breather. It'll be good for you. Okay. So, you're looking for someone, right? I I didn't say that. Eh, You didn't have to. You and the girl have talked to every other person on this ship. Figured it was about time you talked to me. It makes you think I'm looking for anyone. That doesn't make sense. Were you spying on me? No one likes a paranoiac, my dude. Turn it down
3: a notch, I get it. You think someone's not who they say they are. Maybe he's trying to sabotage the voyage, I dig. I'm picking up what you're putting down, I'm sniffing what you're stepping in. What? Dig this,
0: the people acting strangers on board right now? That'd be you and your girlfriend. She's not, what are you getting at? All I'm saying is you better slow your roll a little drop in oxygen, and you're off to the races with your conspiracy theories. It's not a conspiracy theory. I'm just gathering information.
3: Eh, you do what you want.
0: But you, you leave me out of it.
4: Kid, I have some information for you.
1: Walter, your hands are so cold. What is your deal?
4: Act weird and people leave you alone. Are you new to public transit?
1: Um, that's not important. Uh, what info are you talking about?
4: Someone on this ship is not who they say they are.
1: Is that all? Uh, We already knew that. Oh,
4: you and the spindly kid figured that out? Well then, let me be a little more specific.
1: Wait, you know who the imposter is?
4: Ah, Elio, your display
2: still says the oxygen is dropping. Oh, does it? Hmm, how curious. Can you please stabilize the levels? I am sorry, but levels appear normal to the internal system. Uh, I also cannot follow direct passenger commands concerning the homeostasis or trajectory of the Essex, unless they pertain to immediate danger, such as impending collision with hazardous space debris.
0: Not being able to breathe is pretty immediately dangerous to us humans.
2: Hmm, (laughs) not as immediate as you might think. Uh, I just
0: feel like an idiot. We're running around asking questions when I don't even know what we're looking for. (sighs) Are are you absolutely certain your passenger count was correct?
2: Uh, (laughs) As certain as the accumulation of all human experience and technological development over centuries can be, there are life signs of six passengers on board. Wait, wait, six? Elio, alert everyone to meet me on the deck. Tell them
0: it's an emergency.
2: going on? I uh, have no time to waste on shenanigans.
1: Oh, is it someone's birthday? Chad, what part of emergency meeting on deck sounds like a birthday party to you? Well,
2: it could be a surprise
0: party, Celeste.
1: Connor, I need to talk to you.
0: Uh, tell me later, Valerie. Someone is missing. Uh, Walter, Chad, Orion, Sloane, Celeste, the professor. We're, we're missing Barry. Everyone stick together. Follow me to the kitchen.
2: Uh, Uh, Barry! Ah, Please do not scare me like that.
1: What are you doing in the walk-in freezer?
2: I'm counting stock. It's literally my job. I think
0: I know what's going on. Everyone, get in the freezer. Excuse me? Do we have to? Just do it so the kid doesn't have a heart attack. Oh boy. Plus, you could use a chill pill anyways. Elio! Elio, can you hear us from in here?
2: I can hear everything.
0: How many passengers are in the ship?
2: Uh, zero. How interesting.
0: That's it. Elio measures passengers by their body heat. That makes sense. Can we get out now, then, bud This is cold even for me, eh? (laughs) I'm not waiting for permission.
1: So, so does this mean it was the freezer throwing Elio off the whole time?
0: No, that doesn't make sense. The count was still off by one this time, even with Barry in the freezer, and the oxygen levels are still dropping too fast. Can someone please explain what they are raving about? (sighs) The kid thinks he's a detective. Thinks he's determined there's a robot imposter among us that's siphoning away our air supply. Oh, air supply? I
2: love that band. (laughs) I didn't ask Uh, you. Why didn't somebody tell me? I can contact HQ and get an override passcode. Fix the malfunction.
1: So, the robot imposter thing? There's no proof, man.
2: I do believe you owe us an apology, young man. Wait,
1: wait, no, I have
0: proof. It's at the pool. Anything inside
2: of your
4: is unprovable. Can it Einstein?
0: Proof is here in the pool. Can you help me with something slow? If it gets this over faster. What it! love Hunter! Hunter. Sorry, are you okay there? <laughs> Oh, now. <laughs> Sloan is the robot. He knew the oxygen was dropping, even though I didn't tell him. I <laughs> you think you're the only one who noticed the air thinning. I'm not a stinking robot. You have to it. We all just saw you crackle and fizz in the pool. I have an electronic voice box, you idiot. And now it's rolling. My voice will suffer until I get it fixed, and you're paying for it. But. But.
1: Well, crap. Connor, he's not the imposter. What? How do you know that? Because... It's you. What? I didn't want to say it in front of everybody. Walter told me.
4: (sighs) Kid, I'm so sorry you had to find out this way. But your memories are fabricated. No. You're not a human. No! That makes no sense! Yeah, he was a little sus. Connor, calm down.
0: No! (laughs) No, calm down? No, I'm gonna go for a walk. Everyone, just leave me alone. I'm not playing this game. I want to be alone, Walter. Go away.
4: Alright, look. I wanted to apologize. It's really unfortunate that you got tangled up in all this. I
0: said go away!
4: You need some space? Sure. Go get some space. What are you doing? What are you doing to my tether? Uh, Stop it! Uh, Easy, kid. Uh, You've been a great scapegoat uh, so far. Uh, no, I hate you to quit at the finish line. Uh,
0: it was you.
2: Yep. Nothing but a
4: heartless android. I got Valor to look the other way. And now,
3: once you decide to pull out in open space, the rest will have all the evidence they'll <laughs> need.
0: Help! Anybody! Help!
2: <laughs> no one can hear you. Leo, clear away this space debris. It looks hazardous. Ah uh, yes, Ugh. zero life signs detected within the debris. What? Deploying hydraulic arm. Ugh. What?
0: Ah! <laughs> I guess he was pretty sus.
1: Can you run that all past me one more time?
0: Well, I went on a spacewalk, Walter attacked me, revealed himself to be a robot terrorist, and then I sort of just got Elio to fling him out into endless space. Ah, this is just crazy
1: i can't believe this all just happened of course
0: this did all happen after i pushed an innocent but rude musician into a swimming pool destroyed his voice box now i owe him another voice box which probably costs about a year's worth of tuition this is of course assuming that i don't get arrested as soon as we touch down because i don't have any evidence that the man i flamed out into open space was a robot so yeah uh, that's fun
1: connor uh, i should have trusted you And I shouldn't have believed Walter so easily. Uh,
0: Paranoia makes you do things you regret. I would know.
1: (laughs) Still, can I make it up to you? Yeah,
0: yeah, of course. Uh, You wanted to grab a soda, right?
1: (laughs) How could you tell?
0: I can see it in your eyes.
1: (laughs) Shut up!
4: An original audio adventure cooked up
3: in our secret Kaboom lab. Stick around for a preview of next week's episode, but first... One of the reasons we love all kinds of stories here at Kaboom is because they can lead to some great conversations. Here are a few places we went when we were coming up with today's episode.
4: You know, I was definitely getting some Among Us vibes from this story, and I imagine that a lot of our listeners are as well. Ideas for stories can come from anywhere, and in this case, the audio team was inspired by that popular online multiplayer video game. And we mentioned at the top of the show that our team of audio students wrote and directed and even acted in this, and they really pushed themselves to... Learn their craft and to give themselves challenges that they'd never had before. That's why they have so many different environments on this ship. We're in space. We're on a ship. We're we are have pool. a swimming pool. Yeah. We have a swimming pool on deck. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. And what was kind of fun is they made this a competition among the audio team. So all of the students who worked on this made their own mix, their own sound design, their all com- their own complete soundscape. And the winner of this contest is someone who's Name you
3: have heard in the credits a lot if you've listened to the credits of the show, Andrew Brewer. <laughs> you know, as I listen to this story, I find myself thinking about identity. Right about presenting yourself as you really are in your interactions with other people. I was in a play a long time ago in which I had to wear blue contact lenses on stage. In real life, I have brown eyes. And on the way to one performance to save some time, I put the contacts in before I left my house. And I stopped by a drive through window for a quick hamburger wearing those contacts. And the girl who handed me my hamburger said, you have the most beautiful eyes I've ever seen. <laughs> and I go not really flummoxed. I mean, what do you say to that? Do you, I mean, do you say, thanks, but it's not really me? <laughs> or, or do you say, actually, my real eyes are not this beautiful? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or do you say, actually, my real eyes are even more beautiful? I yeah. mean, I just don't know. Or do you just say, thanks, right? I mean, what do you say? You would have managed that conversation more easily than I did, and it was a silly little experience, but it kind of tangled me up in questions of what you are compared to what you present yourself to be. It's challenging sometimes, but presenting to the world as I am became important to me.
4: Well, for what it's worth, Sam, I think you have lovely brown eyes. <laughs> my wife has brown eyes too. You I'm should see eyes. me in my contacts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and as I was listening to the story, I was thinking about imposter syndrome. Is, is that something you're familiar <laughs> oh boy, with? Sure, yeah. You bet. It's just a feeling that you can get where you're like, I'm not good enough. What am I doing here? If these people only knew yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> what I really am, they wouldn't want me here. Yeah. And I think that's something that everybody experiences. It's something that I experience sometimes. And in those moments, I think it's good to look around and just think, you know, when I look at other people, I tend to see their strengths and I look at myself and sometimes I look at my weaknesses, but other people may be doing the reverse. They may be looking at me and seeing strengths and looking at themselves Mm. and seeing weakness in themselves. And so I think in a moment like that, if you're feeling like I'm an imposter, I don't belong here. If you can find someone that you trust and you can talk to them about it and ask them, what do you see in me? What do you think my strengths are? That could be something that could kind of orient you and help you realize your worth.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's where this story took us. We want to hear where it took you. You can email your thoughts to kaboompodcast at byu.edu. That's kaboompodcast, all one word, at byu.edu. If you like the show, please rate it and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. It can do a lot to help more people find the show.
4: Now, here's a preview of our next episode. It'll be the finale of our first season, so we pulled out all the stops and we created an original musical adventure about a con man in the Old West who runs afoul of a famous
3: gunslinger. (laughs) Next time on Kaboom.
2: It cures what ails ya. Never fails ya. Discounted just for the day.
3: And
1: if you're especially lucky, you might get to try a sip of Dr. Silk's miracle tonic.
2: Well, what does it do? What doesn't it do?
1: I don't do gifts or favors or debts. I settle up.
0: It's Lockjaw! He's at the casino!
4: That's a little preview of Silk and Swenson. That's next time on Kaboom. Sus was written by Marcus Richardson and directed by Clark Jackman and Marcus Richardson. The cast included Marcus Richardson as Connor, Camille Jones as Valerie, Clark Jackman as Elio, Lakin Quigley as Roba, Parker Schmidt as Chad, Jacob Mulaski as Orion, Kira Brewer as Celeste, Chance Anderson as Walter, Zach Williams as Sloan, Daniel Davis as Barry, and Andrew Brewer as Professor Kaiden. The sound team for this episode was led by Dan Carlisle and Clark Jackman, with audio engineering by Zach Williams, sound design by Andrew Brewer and Marcus Richardson, and dialogue editing, music editing, and mixing by Andrew Brewer. This episode of Kaboom was produced by Heather Bigley, Sam Payne, and Brian Tanner.
3: The Kaboom staff includes Hannah Harlan, Evie Hendricks, Trent Horton, Jared Langford, Beth Nielsen, Lacey Olson, and Natalia Reeve. Our audio engineer is Carly Wilson. The Kaboom theme music was written by Sam Clausen. If you're looking for more great storytelling for families, check out our companion podcast, The Apple Seed, available wherever you get your podcasts. Kaboom is a production of BYU Radio.